Hi there, I'm Jack Bull, your host, and welcome to the Hole-in-One Golf Podcast. I'll be talking with some interesting golfers from around the world, as well as covering many other golf stories. If you would like to reach out to me and be a guest on the podcast, share stories, or to connect, please follow me on Twitter handle, at Seaside Jack. Follow me on Facebook and at Hole-in-One Books, or the Hole-in-One Golf Podcast, or I'm on Instagram at the Hole-in-One Golf Podcast. You can also search for the hashtag Golfing Tales, or you can hit the social links below in the show notes. Please remember to follow the podcast for future updates. In episode number five, it was great chatting to Jonathan Bale, who is a career amateur golfer and also a good friend and former teammate from Royal Paul School in South Wales. John is now based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, USA. He talks me through why he decided to stay on in the US after college, what crucial advice he received from fellow Paul School boy and tour pro Reese Davis, what led him to study for an MBA and the benefits he now enjoys through working and playing golf in Louisiana. This base has enabled John to achieve a top 32 placement in the US Mid-Amateur Tournament in 2019, which he explains in more detail and also tells me it's one of the toughest amateur events in the world. <laughs> how are you, mate? Good, how are you, buddy? You're looking nice. Good. Sorry, you, you timed this well because I, I had to come into work today, so um, I got done, so this is perfect. So you're it's busy. Been right? way, it's been way too long. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it, man? I it's can't been remember. Long, long. I, I don't even I don't even know how long. Well, I think I, re- I remember you, yeah, you headed off to the States and I remember seeing you like at Christmas or something and you you'd got a lot better and then this is it, probably, I don't know, 10 I mean, years later I or something, left, isn't it? I left, I mean, I left the States in 2008, so. Wow. It's a long time. That's a long so what's time. What's been going on with you? Well, well, in the last seven years, so I've been living in New Zealand with the fam and, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Just hanging out down here and, you know, playing a bit of golf, working, <laughs> going back you've, home a couple uh, of times. Have you uh, spent any time with Westgate down there? Yeah, yeah, I see him, see him now and then. Yeah, he's, he's uh, living down here, so he, um, he got in touch and we had a few games of golf and he's, Good. he's starting to get keen again, I think. So he's <laughs> Yeah, I speak to him and um, Mike here. Probably yeah, I speak to Mike, Mike, yeah. Cool. Um, speak to those guys daily. I probably see Mike three, two, three times a year too. So. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he was saying you have some. You've been playing some big money matches, haven't you, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I play. I probably play more golf than I should. Um, Did he? <laughs> we can get into that, but yeah, I, I mean, I still play. I mean, there was a patch there where I finished school, so I, I left. Obviously went to university over here, yeah. played golf, stayed, went to graduate school, got my master's degree. And then I guess it's that like weird limbo phase of kind yeah. of what am I going to do and where am I going to do it? Mm. And um, I ended up back here and there was probably four or five years of just stuff to figure out, you know, the business side immigration was, yeah. I mean, I, exactly. I feel like that consumed most of, <laughs> my time and bank account actually um so that took a while and then that all settled and i started playing again probably two years ago two two and a half years ago probably two and a half three years ago like seriously again uh, yeah well, i figured so, you were yeah. playing because i saw you got got into the u.s mid-am so i thought oh 
John must be yes. playing pretty good these days. You know, that's a really high yeah. standard, isn't it? Like, yeah, that was um, so. That was really. I came home, and played in the Welsh Am in was that 2018 i guess 2018 and i played well there i had to withdraw because i'd i had uh, small tears in my achilles tendon Ow. Um, but i played i played pretty well there i you know I, that was I a good surprise wasn't it so you came back and you how how did you do, how well did you do and stuff that was just i was just coming home to come and see the family anyway and I knew that it was going to be at Southern Down, so obviously down, <laughs> well. down the street. So, yeah. you know, I thought I would play. And I had been, the summer here, I had been playing, I'd been playing competitively. There's a group of yeah. group of guys yeah. here, a couple play on the PGA Tour and oh. some on the Corn Ferry and Mini Tour. So, yeah. you know, I was playing with them at the club that I play at here. So I was competitive and, you know, I just thought I'd play in mm. the Welsh Am. And, yeah, it was... I mean, I just played good. I didn't really overthink anything. It was, I knew the golf course and played well. And um, I think I finished second in the stroke play and got to the semis. And I, I just had to withdraw because I think a part of it was just being out of shape also. Yeah. Um, used to riding golf carts over here <laughs> and then having to uh, walk front, isn't it? southern down. I mean, it was the most, I'm just trying to think. I mean, it was practice round. 36 stroke play three matches i mean that's six six so rounds walking in a row haven't done that just match played in there and then now yeah, I, hadn't, yeah I haven't done that in it was a long time let's just say that at least college so so if it, without the achilles you could have got to the final already can you and just kept, kept i felt like i was playing really really well um i don't yeah i, I feel like i could have been mm. competitive i'm not going to say that i could have won but uh, I do feel like I could have been competitive. For sure. Yeah, I think I saw. I'm not. I think somebody told me it might have been Ben. I don't know, but they just said, "Oh, you you had to go back." <laughs> or you had you. Had yeah, to go back. it was. Um, I'd actually played. I played for Wellen Matthews actually that morning, right. and um, it was pretty painful walking around. I mean, because it's not flat, right? So oh, it's very uh, heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was just getting worse and worse, and. To be honest with you, I mean, we might dig into it on this call, but, you know, golf is not my entire life anymore. I feel like from, like most kids, right, six, 14, 15, 16 through college, it's it's like all you do. I mean, you live in yeah, true, yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not messing around with my ankles. Don't get me wrong, I would love to have continued playing, but... Oh, no, you um, can't play if, if you can't, yeah. No, 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 no. And, yeah, <laughs> but it, it was after that, really, then last year... You know, once I played in that, I was like, I kind of got the competitive juices yeah, going. Yeah. And um, I worked pretty hard on it that winter. And winters here are perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. like winters here are 30 degrees. I mean, <laughs> that's not really a winter thing. <laughs> it's perfect. So, and then the facilities, you know, facility I have here is unbelievable. So I worked really hard that winter. And then obviously on my ankle and uh, fitness stuff. And then last year was really the, the year I, I was like, you know, I'm going to try and play. I wouldn't call it a full-time schedule, but it was a pretty strong schedule. I played in probably seven, seven events. So, you know, it was, you know, it was a good season and I had two, two top threes. 
uh, two top twenties, and then the mid am, which was really the that was really the you know the, the standard in that is incredible, though, isn't it? Like it's all the best. It's, I, I, you know, people ask me all the time about you know mid am stuff over here, and I don't think people in Europe or at home fully understand the standard of golf. Mm. I think it's perceived, you know, like has been like, no, I know, I know it's whatever. And so it's, it's typically, and I mean, I think other people would, would support this too. It's, you know, you got like junior golfers, then you go to college. So 18 to 22, and then most people turn pro. So typically they've got three years of runway in terms of finances. Right. So, you know, 22 through 25, and then if that doesn't work, you know, they get their amateur status back. So I remember going to the mid-am, it was in Colorado, it was in Denver, and obviously had to go through qualifying for it. And I turned up for the practice round, and I get on the driving range, and probably 50% of the guys had their own track, man. I'm, wow. just, I'm, on, the, I'm on the range, and it's like all these orange boxes. Yeah. <laughs> man, maybe they're like giving these things out for the week or something. Like we get to that's, pretty, that's pretty good standard. Like, uh, the guys I played with, same kind of story. Just played in college. Some of them were even on the corn ferry to all the what, what was the web, web, and you know just didn't work out. Didn't didn't make enough money, or just decided I you know don't want to do it anymore. You know that's a level. I mean, the, one of the guys I played in the first round of the match play, you know, played at University of Texas, got through Q school, got his web card, played web for two years, decided to get his uh, status back. I'm thinking, geez, you know, these guys aren't just uh, wash-ups. These guys, <laughs> what, what these guys happens, are the real deal. So if you don't, what, that? what happens well, if you turn pro and then you don't make it, you know, you don't make any money or whatever, well, do they just get a job or do they keep trying or? I've seen mixed things over here. Um, you know, obviously the money, the money is key to be able to do it. Uh, you know, when I was, I didn't, I wouldn't say I seriously thought about turning pro, you know, I'd finished graduate school and, you know, I'd spoke to a mutual friend of ours, Reese Davis, a lot about yeah. it just because he had done it pretty successfully. And, how do you decide um, though? Like, why do you make that call? Because, you know, if you're... I think he gave me great, I think he gave me great advice. And, you know, even just talking to other sport or athletes in college, um, you know, the jump from amateur to pro, the equivalent is probably junior golf to men's golf, if not more. And Reese nailed it. You know, he treated it like a business. Like he was like Reese Davis golf, you know, there's the marketing side, there's the finance side, the sponsor side. I mean, this, and I, I agree with him. He's, you know, we talked about it, you know, you're going to need X dollars to, depending on which route you take, whether it's like Asia or sunshine, you need X dollars yeah. to do this and then X dollars to live, you know, whether it's kind of, yeah, you need to live health, yeah. just food, life. Wow. Um, you know, I had a finance background. I was doing the math on it and I was just thinking, I just, this just isn't realistic to, to go and ask someone for X dollars to do this. And I wouldn't say my amateur record was bad, but it, and I, but I think he nailed it in terms of, I think you have to treat it like, like a business yeah. because you are now self-employed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, this is, this is what, this is what pays the bills essentially. And you know, whether it's a uh, put together like a business plan, like two, three, five year business plan of this is how I'm going to pay for this and do this. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to approach it. I, I think part of, 
his success, not just because he was a good player, but I think he was smart about yeah, how, very, he, yeah. very. how he approached it. Well, what do you think like the minimum would be though? Like if someone was going to turn pro, would they need like 50,000 US or, well, I guess you can't tell, can you? Because you need to start winning. It's money. tough, isn't it? Because, you know, again, the guys I'm around here who play mini tours and I've picked their brains on it and we've yeah. even sat down and talked about <laughs> it. Uh, it's, okay, how much does it cost to live if you don't live with your mum and dad or you don't live with your parents? And, you know, as a oh, it's, it's 23, 24 year old, I yeah. personally, you know, I'd been away from home and yeah. living. So just think about it. So cost of food, car, petrol, Probably, golf yeah. club fees. I mean, golf clubs. I don't know what it costs to live a year. For me, I felt like, you know, just to live a year, dollar terms, probably $30,000 to live basically. And here it's like health insurance, there's other variables. I guess that's without coach, like you, you know, you're thinking without a coach, coaches, traveling, yeah. other tours, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about all that stuff. And then on top of that, it's how much does it cost to, you know, you play a full schedule on a mini tour, mm. you know, over here, it's a lot more expensive. So it's, you know, 1200 entry caddy you gotta have a caddy yeah, yeah. food i mean reese always used to tell me he's like before i even tee up a golf ball on the practice round on wednesday it's two thousand dollars right so that's my you've already two grand down on you before you've yeah you i mean and that's <laughs> i think that's i think that's fair i mean you know and if europe's probably more expensive just traveling to you know travel's a little different um so play 10 tournaments i mean it's 20 grand that there what do you reckon the standard is on on like uh, the corn ferry tour that so you're, you're saying it's all those kind of u.s mid-am guys that it's didn't make it. It must exceptional. Be very good it's, it's unbelievable i played i was lucky last year first tournament i played in on my schedule was a uh, so you over here you got pga tour you've yeah. got like corn ferry or pga canada yeah and then you've got what they call it the apt or adams tour right and uh one of the members uh, the golf club i play at here he's um he's the president of the hospital here and they actually sponsor one of these adams tour events and he asked me if i'd be interested in an amateur spot to play so like sure i'd love you know love to go play and uh i went and played that and you know there's guys on that tour and that's below the the corn ferry tour wow you know they were played u.s walker cup teams really you know all americans in college just absolute you know studs and i played a final round I played the, I made the cut in that, uh, in the final round, I played with a guy I'd never heard of before in my life and super nice guy. And the, that fall, so we played that tournament in May, that December, he finished top five on the final stage at Q School and is now on the Corn Ferry Tour. Right. So to answer your question, I think it's paper thin between each of those tours. I, I, I don't think there's that big of a difference. I don't. Obviously, you got the top end of the PGA Tour, but um, yeah, I, I think it's paper thin between all those tours. Yeah, no, that's interesting, man. So uh, yeah, big difference between amateur golf and turning professional, and then the main tours, isn't it? It's, it's scary. I think it's, I think it's enormous. Uh, I really do. It's it's huge. So do you think people just don't realize the jump? You know, because a lot of people just turn. They just want to turn pro, don't they? And then you know. Yeah, a little bit uh, like. Uh, I I I would agree with what you said. I I don't think most people realize the the jump, and I don't know if it's 
at home I found growing up, like, again, we were really fortunate, I feel like, to play with someone like Reese. Yeah. But... I mean, I think the first time I played with Reese was with you. Mm. And I mean, you, I mean, you saw it probably more than me. I mean, it's, it's like on a whole, it's a whole different level, right? Oh yeah. He was on a weight on a different level. I could it's, it's just a completely different level. And I think we were fortunate enough to see that mm. and then come into college over here. I mean, I think you're really thrown in the deep end. Like again, I was fortunate to go to division one. So, you know, we were kind of a middle of the road school, but all the tournaments we went to you're playing against good players. Like yeah. I was watching the golf this morning and, um, you know, Mackenzie Hughes is like leading the PGA Tour event. I remember playing with him at LSU's tournament here when I was a sophomore in college. So, I mean, you're playing with all these players. And I think, you know, I think a lot of kids at home, I just don't think they realize like that level or how high that level is. I mean, seeing it on TV and then actually being a part of it, it it's, it's like a whole different ball game, isn't it? It's like a whole different ball game. It's a whole different ball game. And I think that's every sport too, whether it's football, rugby, it's just oh, yeah, a, yeah, all sports, yeah. It's a, it's a completely different level. Yeah. But I think we were lucky to, to see some. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing at a good club too. Obviously, we saw a lot of good players there and we in tournaments and stuff and you knew it was... We did. Out there. I mean, so what, what kind of made you, what made you want to move to America then, you know, and go to golf college and what did you so It was, you know, I, uh, I finished my, I finished my GCSEs and then, you know, went, I didn't do, I didn't stay at school. I went to college. To yeah, do, yeah, college yeah. I mixed it up. Originally I went to do more of like a sport focus. I decided yeah. I didn't want to do that. So I went and did my A-levels. And, um, you know, I, I did feel like it's really funny, like at the time, it's hard to see like where you're going to go moving forward. But looking back, it's kind of easy to join the dots of how it all worked out. And um, I just felt like, again, being at Porth Call, you know, being around people, um, you know, where education was really important. You know, I, at the time, I, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but most people, you know, it's really important. Education is important. You know, at the time you're all focused on golf, you know, it's what yeah, we it's do. Golf, yeah. um, and I'm really glad that that was the case and I took my education seriously. So, but at the same time, I love to play golf. So I got my A-levels and then I decided that I wanted to come here to go to college because I could do both. And at home, that really wasn't an option, you know, playing in university at home, it's, it's not even close to what it's like over here. And I know you played in school and yeah, um, it was not, it was, it, it was, it's, it's a different ball game. <laughs> it's a completely different yeah, ball game yeah. here. So I took that road and I felt like I was more diligent than most, you know, I, again, I was fortunate yeah. to pick Reese's brains on, mm. you know, what he did <laughs> well, what he didn't do well, you know, where he would have gone, uh, didn't go. And, um, you know, essentially I, it's, arguably the best decision I've ever made but for sure best best four years of my life um it, it, yeah it was phenomenal so I left and came here and then did did my four years and I didn't play for Wales before I got to college and I came home after my first year I had a I would say I struggled with my first year because yeah I did I wouldn't have admitted it admitted it at the time but I will admit it now that I was not ready. Oh, really? 
not even close to be ready. I mean, I, I noticed a big difference, you know, you meant mentally and physically, you got a lot better than you and your game was in better shape. It was, it was, it was just on so many levels. I got here and it was just the deep end and, <laughs> you know, me, even just like what would be an average play yeah. here was just, just wearing me out. Like I, I couldn't keep up with, with that. Isn't so, that kind of inevitable? Like it was sort of inevitable, like looking back, you know, I guess. We were, oh uh, yeah. I, it was, but at the same time, it was the best thing that happened yeah, because I had a great, a great coach. I mean, my coach at the time is he's, I almost call him like my American dad. I mean, I still, I still speak to him all the time. And, um, you know, I got there and we came up with a game plan of, you know, I'm here now, like, right. let's figure out how we're going to get better. And Taking we broke it, it up into three components, you know, physically, technically, mentally. And I think mm. that was great for me because in the past it had always been, and I think a lot of people struggle. It's just all technical, right? It's like, I'm going to go get Swing. a lesson. <laughs> I'm going to go get a lesson. Like, that's yeah. going to make me better. But, you know, focusing on the other two areas was, was really big too. And, he was big on like the biomechanics, you know, like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. trying to get into this position, but physically you can't do it. So like you need to be in the gym, not on the range. Um, and no one had ever approached it with me no. like that. You know, try and get in this position, but I physically can't. So like, why are we doing <laughs> this get injured? Um, so that was a whole new, whole new thing. And you have all these resources, you know, strength coach, dietitian, all the food you ever want, psychologist, like, everything and um it was just unbelievable I, I i loved it and i came home that summer i had made improvements but i put so much pressure on myself to play well at home and i came back for my second year and that's really where i feel like the switch went off i'd gotten bigger i was hitting it further i was thinking so much better than i ever thought yeah. before and i left to come home that summer after my second year and I played well in the States and um, I sat down with my coach and he's like, don't make the same mistake you made last year. You know, you, you wanted to play for Wales so, so badly that it just got in the way. And his words to me were, he's like, I want you to go home and just, I literally don't want you to care about the result. Just go and play. That's yeah, it. Yeah. So I went home that summer and I probably played the best. Mm, that was one of the best summers I'd had. Mm. You know, I made the cut at the links made the match play of the British wow. Am, got to the quarterfinals of the Welsh Am, finished like third in the tie. You know, I didn't even, even th to be honest with you, didn't, playing for Wales didn't even cross my mind. I was so lost in. That's the best way to do it. Like, just yeah, I was so lost in doing what we were doing. And yeah. that was just like a, a, a byproduct of, you know, what we had done. But I had never had someone like sit down and go through that process with me before until I, until I got to college. And, yeah, that really changed. That really changed everything. That changed everything for me. And then it just—it was like a gradual progression from there. And then 2012, actually, my last, hmm. my last year of college, I, I played the best probably I, I, I'd ever played after that. Um, and then went to graduate school. I decided education being important, and I still yeah. didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, getting my master's degree. It had kind of always been a goal of mine to get a to get yeah. my master's, and um, I went through with that and, and got that. And that year, was actually, that really I, tough though. Like, so you got an MBA. Like, was was that real tough? You know, mentally trying it to. Was, get it was that. funny because that people ask that question all the time. The hardest part for me was the four years of my just my degree. Yeah. Because I was trying to balance. You know, you got workout every morning at five a.m. Seven days a week. Like. <laughs> 
every morning, five till six. And then class from eight till 12, we schedule in the morning and then practice really one till dark. Mm. So that was tougher because I did my four years of eligibility. And then when I went to do my MBA, my eligibility was over. So I wasn't playing for the university anymore. It was like, whoa, I've got all this spare time. It was, so to answer your question, it, I felt like it was a lot easier. Um, oh, easier, right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I really did. Like, obviously, the work, was, the work was more difficult, yeah, the but I was able to do things on my schedule. So instead of having workout every morning and then practice every afternoon, mm. I, could fit, I could fit things in um, whenever, whenever I wanted to. So I loved graduate school for me was getting my MBA was, cool. was a lot of fun. Most, you could tell I actually like love school. It's a little weird, but um, I loved school. I, I would have did stayed that, on. Did that open up a lot of doors? Obviously, doing that's pretty impressive, isn't it? And I mean, how did that open up doors for you? And like, did you get any? You yeah, know? I mean, it, it all of it led to, you know, I was at this weird. So it was funny. So when I left, when I left, I did my four years and went to graduate school. I obviously wasn't able to see my coach as much as I was, yep. and he was like my dad. I mean, he was at workout every morning. We traveled to tournaments. He yep. was there every day and uh, obviously his commitment was the current team i was not on it anymore yeah, yeah. um so i felt like i i struggled a little bit there and started to look for other coaches and that was just a mistake you know he was you know me i'm very much a field player i'm just not very technical irreplaceable yeah, just growing up at fourth call pete was very much like that with us as juniors and uh, I ended up going more technical coach, the technical coach route, and you know, like, it, it it dived pretty quickly, um, and then that that wasn't good. But I'd done graduate school, and then I was at this crossroad of. I mean, people say crossroad of, you know, most people think if you play golf in college, you, you're probably going to turn pro afterwards. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's always the goal as a kid. Um, but you know, after talking to Reese and really thinking about it, and finishing my uh, graduate degree, I. I decided that wasn't wasn't the road wasn't road it. that I was yeah. that I was going to take, and I feel like that was a mature decision, yeah. especially after spending all that time on golf. And I knew for a fact that I didn't want to do the whole PGA deal. Like I feel like I would have just hated golf forever if I had done that. Um, so yeah. I didn't take that road. So I moved back home. Um, I had to because my student yeah. student visa had ended, and. Um, I was at home and then it's, it's a crazy story. So a guy who was a member at the golf club where we played at in college, yeah. um, he owned an investment advisory firm here in Louisiana. His daughter was doing an internship in London mm. and he was coming over to pick her up. Oh wow. And he was like, if you're around or can you get the train to London, I'd love to take you to dinner or whatever. So anyway, I got on the train, I go meet with him. He's like, have you ever thought about moving back? It's like, you know, I have this opportunity. So I'm not sure how much you know about like immigration and visas, but if you graduate from a I thought it was great university, class. you get this one year visa, it's called OPT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's like this window of time where you can apply and use it. So yeah. if you ever wanted to come back, you say, I want you to come work for me. Oh, cool. So I, uh, I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll go do this. So I use my OPT, I go work for him. I worked for him for not very long, um, at least six or seven months. Yeah. And then he introduced me to these two guys where I now am in, in Baton Rouge. And um, they had been in the investment world for a while, been very successful 
and uh, he said, you need to go meet these two guys. They're, they're young, they're mid-30s, they've done a lot of good things, and they're, oh, wow. they're starting, starting, a, starting a new firm um, that you should, yeah. you should go talk to them. So he drove me down here. I met with them. Literally two weeks later, I, I moved here and started working for them, and you know, they, they sponsored my visa, um, which was a, a process in itself. That's a call for another day almost. And then wow. uh, <laughs> it's a very long process, is it? It, man, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Um, so that was a long process. They they went through all that with me, and then actually, you know, a visa is a temporary thing. So right. they sponsored me for my green card to so my permanent residency, um, and I finally got my green card November twentieth of last year. That day, oh, wow. it took a long time then. It took a long, long time. <laughs> so from yeah, I was going through that twenty. 14 through 2019 so five years all in all dealing with all of that oh wow so i joined them in 2013 and um we sold part of the firm last year started up a consulting firm this year um so yeah it's been great but to answer your original question i would never have been in this position if it wasn't for golf yeah of course yeah no that sounds like it the university and the university where i was too they're massively supportive of helping alumni right. get on their feet when they graduate. Very, very supportive. And um, yeah, well, I would definitely not be here if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for... I mean, you still got to take those opportunities and work, work really hard, haven't you? I mean, like it wasn't obviously just... Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, you, you do. But um, it's amazing through golf, the people, right? The people yeah, that of course, you, yeah, you like. And uh, how they help you. And, you know, Porf Cole was a prime example of that. Some of the, you know, the the members there and I, I have to give credit to, to Rob Othcourt. I, yeah. you know, again, it's easy to look, it's easy to look back and see how it shaped out. But at the time you didn't realize it, but yeah, you know, did. being in that environment and just fantastic members mm. who cared about the younger members, I, I think that's pretty rare. Um, oh, yeah, big time, yeah. most junior members kind of don't have much standing. Yeah. You, know, and I, you know, when I joined there, I was, I mean, I guess I was 14 or 15 and everyone there was just, so supportive guiding um you know they were monumental in getting me to university and then getting me here so no it's 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 funny looking back but yeah the people you meet through golf is it's it's pretty incredible oh that's good that you recognize that isn't it you know and you you recognize people have helped you and you know are pretty thankful Uh, yeah it's 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 huge Uh, very 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 thankful so um yeah we were we were lucky to to be members there and be part of that because it was, it's a very unique place. No, you've done well, mate, from, uh, yeah, from humble beginnings there. Sure <laughs> and Port sure and... Nice. So, um, obviously you like, you like living there, you know, you've got no plans to leave or anything like that. Have you, you know, I, I felt like, uh, when I came to university here, it's just a critical age, isn't it? You know, 18, yeah. 19 through 22, 23, you're kind of just becoming this, adult or you know trying to become an adult and um i think america in general it's it's really big on relationships Mm. and um you know just traveling and the people i met here it was always going to be so much easier to get a job here than at home because i'd been gone for so long like five years not that i'd like lost the relationships at home but um i felt like my professional ones were here and um it was once I had the opportunity that I have now, it was always going to be difficult to come back. Mm. Um, which then leads into the reason 
I love it here for a lot of reasons, but um, still being able to play a lot of golf here. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, how how are you how do you manage to find time to play golf? You know, in tournaments and stuff. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I feel like I'm lucky at work. Work is, you know, uh, understanding there. <laughs> it, it's pretty flex. I wouldn't say pretty flexible. It's flexible to where. Um, you know, obviously when I first started working here, I could be like, you know, I'm going to go play golf, but I've been here a while now and yeah, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. established myself, but mm. yeah, it's, it's flexible enough and supportive and I can do a lot of the stuff that I do on the road and tournaments here too. I, I, this is a, one of the bigger things I've learned over the last few years is, mm. and I think why some of the American kids get to where they need to go a little bit quicker is, you know, tournaments here are like, professional professional tournaments in that you know there's a monday qualifier so like like the year like last year when i still didn't have a world ranking i was still trying to figure out you know what i'm going to play in you have the opportunity to to try and qualify for these things so you know it'll be 80 guys for five spots on monday and far away i mean that was like the u.s mid-am and those things are super competitive so you know it's like you travel to these venues and you know, you obviously want to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And um, but if you don't qualify, you don't play. So it's kind of like, it's pretty cutthroat. Dog Is that how you in the mid-am? Did you, did you go through qualifying like a Monday qualifying? Oh yeah, the mid-am. That was, I went to Mississippi to try and qualify for that. And it was 51 guys for one spot. Wow. 51 guys for one spot. Yeah, what, 18 holes. Yeah, yeah, literally just. What did you score? After it. 51 guys, one spot. So yeah, I shot. 68 that day and made it by one on a tough um, course. Is it a really tough course though? Yeah. I, I feel like over here again, they set these things up so tough. It's long. <laughs> I think the biggest difference and it took me a while to adapt to was just mm. speed of the greens, speed of the greens are just so much faster. I mean, um, you don't play a tournament where they're not above 11 or 12. Oh wow. That's so, pretty quick. Yeah. Quick undulating, um, yeah, that's speed is a, a big thing. And then the US, the where the US mid am was, I was playing a practice round and the guy who was, they, they had all the, the team out there setting up the golf course. And I was like, just picking his brains on how you're going to set this up this week. And he's like, have you played any USGA event before? And I was like, no, it's my first one. He's like, this will be the, this will be the closest thing you'll play to a US Open. I'm like, to okay, me, yeah. <laughs> see how this is. So I tee off on, uh, um, on the Thursday morning and the greens were 13, just over 13 on the stimp. It's like glass. Literally like this desk, just yeah. like concrete. And it was like, and the course, despite it was at elevation, it was in Colorado. So the ball was traveling, mm-hmm. but it was still 7,700 yards and it was long. Um, but yeah, it's, wow. it's just a different, it's just a, it's just a different ball game over here. For sure. If you win the US Mid-Am, you get in the US Open, do you? you get an inviolable. Yeah, so US Mid-Am, you get, I think you get US Open and the Masters are the two. Oh, wow. The two that you get. And I was actually talking to Mike, I know you spoke to Mike the other week. I had a, I spoke to him earlier this yeah, week. I spoke to him, yeah. just, we were talking about like the strength of Mid-Am tournaments. Yeah. I played in one earlier this year in Florida. And I mean, I would say it's on the high level of Mid-Am. So Mid-Am here is over 25. So you got 80 guys in the field, 10 of them, had played in a major. That's how good is that? Think about that. Like yeah, you've got a bunch cool. of guys over 25 
I mean, I, you know, I played in Snyder's Links and yeah, big, exactly. big events at home with a brab and you might have one guy who played a major, that guy who won the British Am the year before. Mm. You got 10 guys who have played in a major playing at these mid-hour events. It's pretty intense. It's pretty handy. I mean, what, so what, are they, are they also like in, in career jobs as well or are they, are they kind of? Just... Yeah. I mean, th- there's a cup, there's a couple of guys over here. I'd say a couple is probably more than a couple who I would call them like full-time mid-am. Like that, that's what they do with the, the overall goal of winning a U.S. mid-am. Cause if you win a U.S. mid-am here, you're playing in the masters, you're playing in the U.S. open, you're probably playing in the Walker cup too. Cause they have a, they have a spot here for mid-ams in the Walker Cup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they. I mean, there's guys who play. There's guys who play full full-time mid-am stuff. Mm. Um, those guys are. Yeah, they're pretty good. I think you've got, got the best. You've got the best of both of them in the minute, haven't you? Because you've got like a, a good job, and you and you get to play a bit of golf. And yeah, I feel like I'm very very fortunate in that I can do both. And I had a great schedule set for this year. Obviously, it got a little. Um, little jacked up i think i have it somewhere so I, I'm, how are you still playing at that level like are you are you really working hard on your game or your fitness or your yeah or... so everything I, I made like i said once i played that welsh am last year you know i was like i'm i'm not married i don't have any kids i mean i feel like i have a good job and i'm pretty settled so i have i have spare time you know and um again very lucky here and that the facilities are just phenomenal where I play here and you know I'm in my office right now but the golf club is two miles from here oh perfect no, nothing um and then my house from there is another mile so oh wow you know it's three mile round trip um but in terms of time you know I still work out every morning that you know that was just part of my life in college I still do that now and then you know I leave work probably you know four four thirty um and you know practice and play so i probably i do i I hit balls and practice every day um and it's actually uh i've never done i was talking to someone about this the other day i've never done like the play full-time thing and most people think playing in universities it's it's not a good way to do it is it like because you i I agree i I don't i think you've got to have there's got to be a balance definitely um I i cannot imagine like playing golf every day full-time i feel like i would lose my mind or hate the sport um i feel like you've got to have some kind of balance and that's where i feel like college in the u.s is is a home run because you're getting your degree you're getting educated and you're getting to essentially play like a pro i mean you have like i said all the resources you want you have trainers masseuses the whole thing um while getting your degree paid for it's it's pretty sweet. Yes, I mean, what what is that the advice you would give to any kind of some guy in your uh, like, un, undou- Undoubtedly, American. like especially, not that you know some of the national programs are a bad thing, mm. but I think the biggest thing for me and one of the turnoffs, you know, not again, not that I took turning pro seriously, but yeah. you know, I thought to myself. I've got to base myself in the UK because I can't be in the US. And are they? Yeah. I mean, the winters are awful. I mean, they're just horrific. You know, it's it's where we played. It was just windy. Was we were fortunate in that winter. you know we had a good driving range and we could hit Pro V One golf balls, mm-hmm. the real golf balls, if we wanted to. But I feel for the most part that's definitely not the case. You know, whether it's hitting off a mat. Like, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, hitting off a mat. You know, and it's all these little things that. Mm. 
you know, I look, I look at here that I, I feel like is a huge advantage. Like I'm going to the range, I'm, I'm hitting Pro V1 golf balls. It's flat, calm. I'm hitting off perfect grass. So, you know, we have a track man, you know, all the things that stuff you need, you know, yeah. most things at home, you know, and there's a guy here who played on the PGA tour and we were, we were discussing it. And, um, he, he said to me, you know, just think about like the little differences, right? Like hitting off a mat and then you, know, you go to some, a couple of driving ranges at home and you get a basket of balls and it's like awesome. 20 different types of golf ball in there. I know. Like, yeah, I know. It's how so are you ever going to measure how far you're hitting the golf ball or if it's going left to right, right to left, or yeah, it's blowing know. 20 miles an hour, right to left, left to right. You have no idea. <laughs> I mean, you have no idea what's going on. Um, so that was one, you know, very lucky to have those kinds of facilities here. And if I was giving advice to a 14, 15, 16 year old, it, one, I think and this is just me. Education is number one. Like you've got to go to school. You've got to get educated because it won't just help you if golf doesn't work out. Like it's going to help you with golf too, in terms of, you know, the business side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You do decide to turn pro and, you know, strategy planning, um and yeah i, I think yourself. yeah definitely. I, I, it's tough it's tough to beat the u.s college system I, I i think it's tough to beat you know and not everyone's gone through it i mean there are examples at home where you know kids don't but um i, yeah, I like guess you'd have to be a standout catch. player when you to to avoid to just go straight into being a pro would you, you yeah I, I, and even then i feel like you need to do it's good to do it for a couple of years you look at guys like i mean danny willett did it for a couple of years I think Matt Wallace did it for a couple. Yeah, you know, went home and turned pro or whatever. And um, but I, I just think it's it's tough to beat. I, I think it's the best preparation for playing playing professionally for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, the American universities they seem uh, pretty hungry to get get you know up and coming players you know over, don't they, from like Wales, Ireland? Oh yeah, Gone. yeah. I think so. The bigger the bigger schools over here, so like, you know, I'm in Baton Rouge and, you know, the biggest, it's Louisiana State University, which is, you know, you got like David Tom, Sam Burns, Smiley Kaufman, and Andrew, I mean, they're just a powerhouse. And, um, you know, they usually take the best kids from the US, I would say. Right. You know, that was the case when I was going to school. You know, it's very easy for them to recruit. The golf team has their own jet. You know, like as, a, as an 18 year old kid, you go on a recruiting trip, like, wait, we've got our own jet to fly to tournaments. Yeah, we can fly on our own jet. <laughs> um, all the, everything you could ever want, facilities, phenomenal. You know, that's big schools, you know, Louisiana State University, uh, Texas, Alabama, all the big ones. And then you've got the ones, you know, those ones are, I would say like top 30 in the nation. Then you got the ones still in division one that are outside of that where, the best players in the country are already taken by the bigger schools. So coaches were like, well, why don't I go and get some good players from, you know, go get some good players from other countries. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, my coach heavily recruited the UK, South Africa, oh, wow. Australia. Um, and, you know, as a international student, you know, I really didn't want to go to a big city. Um, I knew, always knew I was going to have to, learn to drive over here. So being in a big city was something, you know, that wasn't attractive. Um, so most of these other schools are in smaller towns. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a perfect fit, smaller town, easy to, easy to get around. Like how did you decide where, sorry, what, what school that you went to? I went to Louisiana Tech University. 
Is that it all, 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 the, uh, all the stuff that's accumulated? Oh, is that all your gear? Yeah, that's your memorabilia. Yeah, right? so that's actually, Ryan, um, you know, talk around it. The other benefit to being in, in college is you're around just athletes that's in general. Cool. It's that mindset, think, isn't it? Um, exactly. It's that mindset. So most of the guys on the football team were my, on the America, I call it American football, yeah. um, were, were my friends. And Ryan, you know, we were in the same year and he, you know, he left. He's played for the New England Patriots. I oh, mean, wow. and he's won three Super Bowls. So wow. um, you talk about just being around athletes in general yeah. with that kind of, I would call it like a growth mindset. Yeah, definitely growth mindset. Always trying to, always trying to get better. So I feel like that that was healthy. Um, but yeah, I went to Louisiana Tech. It's in a small, say, small town, probably double the size of Fourth Call um, in North Louisiana, and just a rural town, uh, but a great university. Uh, I felt like I got a good education there. Um, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I like, I like the little uh, call out you had that they had on the website, wasn't it, about you being a top top 10 player or top five player or whatever. Oh yeah. I don't, I, I feel like that, that might've been a mistake, but yeah, they do like this all decade team and um, apparently top five players there of the decade. Again, I feel like that might've been a mistake, but that's very kind uh, of them to think that. You just, you just sneaked in there. No, was, that's yeah. Sneaked in there at number five. Yeah. So, um, but it was interesting. Like, I don't know if you saw the years of the team that was selected. It was, four of them were like the years I was there. So 2008 to 2012. And yeah. he would never take the credit for it, but my coach was uh, definitely the Oh reason. yeah, of course, yeah. So he's he said the other day, he said, oh, that was all on you guys. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was all on you. Is, he, is um, your coach still, is he still at Louisiana Tech then, is he? He is not, he left. He actually left the golf industry. Um, again, oh, really? we're still good friends. And I try and see him. Wow for lessons. I mean, I probably get to see him like once a year, once every wow. you know, once every six months, but he left, he, you know, it was, he was 40 and I, re- I completely understand why he left, um, you know, taking care of us all day long. I mean, there mm-hmm. was 10 of us on his roster and traveling to tournaments and he had a young family yeah, and awesome. um, yeah, it's well he wanted to spend time with his kids and watch his kids grow up and his kids play sports and he wanted to, he wanted to be around them. And, um, I respect that and I'm just glad he left after I left. Yeah, I mean, so, like, I feel you've, take, you've taken all of your opportunities, haven't you? I mean, I, you wouldn't look back, would you, and say, oh, oh, I should have, I don't know, done something no. differently, like, you know, you're pretty happy. No, I, I mean, again, if, I mean, if you were giving me a mulligan, I feel like I've been really lucky. Yeah. Um, but, but, but you no, I mean, not, not really. I, I'm really happy with where I landed in school. I feel like my lucky, I, I, again, I didn't realize it at the time. I, I, re, I realized it when I got to university, but Royal Port Call was just a great place. Mm. It was just a great place to be. Like I said earlier, great members, great facilities, very supportive. Um, that is something I, I'm, I'm pretty thankful. And being around, you know, when we were there, it was, you know, Pete was always really supportive. Yeah, he's great. Um, great coach. The, the assistance at the time, Brees, Harry was yeah. unbelievable yeah. to me. Um, and Paul Thomas too. Like those guys were pretty uh, interesting. No, we were pretty like we were pretty lucky. Like it's a good it's a good club. We well, were we were very 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 lucky and just um, yeah definitely. I feel like those years are, are, are crucial and um, you know you could you could easily squeak off the wrong. Yeah, path. I know. There's a few people go go off the yeah, rails. You, if you're around the wrong wrong people or wrong crowd, you know, little weird influence, you can 
you can, it's just like golf, right? You get a bad coach or, you know, around some not so good players, you go one way and, you know, you can go the other way. So um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I'm very, very lucky that uh, one, I grew up there and one, I got to play there, uh, two, I got to play there too. So um, I feel like all those things were pretty interesting. I mean, was, that, was that an advantage when you, when you wanted to go to America, you know, and you were talking to coaches and you said, oh, you know, yeah. I'm course and I've played I, with good players. I think so. I think knowing that you played at a tough golf course, obviously they knew the golf course. Um, but my coach was more, it's funny, I, I have a few kids ask me like recruiting, like they yeah. want to come to the US and kind of what a coach is looking for. And I think it just varies from coach to coach. Some coach are, are looking at world rankings, which I think is a bunch of rubbish if you're looking at rankings because I don't think that's a, a good indication. I, I think you can take something from it, but um, I don't think it's everything. Um, my coach was huge, which is why it was a fit. He had two rules, you know, education comes first, school always comes first, always and comes then first. Comes second. And I think some coaches are just recruiting kids just to try and get their rankings up, but get the college oh, rankings yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want them there for two years and they leave. My coach was big on get a hundred percent graduation rate. He's like, yeah. if you want to come here for two years, just to kill two years, he's like, I don't want you to come here. It's not going to be a, it's not going to be a fit. So he sold me on that. You know, his, he was all in on my education as he was on my golf. And um, that was big for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, he must've saw a lot of potential, isn't it? Because I guess, um, you, you hadn't sort of broken into the Welsh team or anything then, did you? So, like, you know, you were... No, no. and, uh, it, you know, when I went through that recruiting process, it was, um, you know... Your academics were strong, weren't they? Like, you're obviously... What's academic. that? Your academics were good, weren't they? They were, they were pretty... My academics were good, and I had a good SAT and ACT, and, you know, I wasn't a terrible golfer, but... Um, oh, good, yeah. I, I was willing, I was willing to... I, I, I really wanted to get better, and playing for Wales was something that I always wanted to do it was a big goal, but it was crazy. You know, I got over here and you want to talk about mindset. I think that's a huge difference yeah. between the two. And, uh, it, I would describe it. If you do something like great or phenomenal, I felt like at home, yeah. everyone was just like, wow, you know, you did this, this like over here, people just kind of expect it. Like, expect it. Yeah, you, like you qualify for a major, Think about that. You qualify for a major. You know, my coach would have been like, you know, I expected you to do that. Yeah. Sitting there thinking, shit. Like, That's awesome. You isn't really, it? really expected me to do that. Yeah, I expected you to do that. Like, like people like yeah. have a lot of belief in the players and and people. Yeah. And uh, I don't think of, I just don't that think environment can produce really yeah. good things, whether you really become a professional or not. I mean, is that do you think that's what kind of really drove you on? Because I know, I know, like back home. Uh, it's not really like that, is it? It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not. And it wasn't just with golf. It was with, with everything. my career, yeah. my very professional career and my academics. It was, you know, I had teachers and lecturers say to me, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you got here. And, you know, as a young person, it's like, wow, you know, you like, you yeah, legitimately believe that? Like, yeah, I really believe that. You know, I had, my coach said to me, it's like, I think you should, you know, play in as many pro or Monday qualifiers for PGA Tour events or, try and qualify for us open. Like I legitimately believe that you can do that. I lack that at home or through any, hmm. my experience playing, you know, international golf, it was like, no one really expected that or even voiced. If they did, they didn't, 
voice it to me. Um, and that's pretty nice to have people around you who legitimately believe whether it's golf or, you know, your professional career. Like I believe that you can do that. Um, that was nice. And that, that was again, another big thing being, I'm not sure if it's just a cultural thing or what it is, but over here it's, it's pretty contagious. You know, even the guys who played on the, you know, American football team, they were like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play in the NFL. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And they were surrounded by coaches and people who legitimately believed that they were going to do it. Um, <laughs> Sounds when like you're around that, you, your chances of doing it, yeah. they increase uh, dramatically, I think. Awesome. Um, and I, I, I do, you're talking about mulligans and if I could do something differently, I do feel like if between when I started playing, so say like 12, 13, 14, I really feel like the critical years are 14, 15, 16, 17. If I had that culture and environment around me, uh, back then. I do feel like I would have, I would have advanced quicker. Much quicker. Because yeah. um, just seeing how quickly, I mean, I wasn't even on the radar for like boys well stuff, let alone men's well stuff. And then I did a year and a half in college and I'm playing home internationals, like it's a pretty quick, yeah, I know it's, it shows it's a pretty quick, it's a pretty quick jump. And you know, I tell my parents all the time, like, again, not that you can do anything about it, but I wish I had that belief, mm. you know, people like believing in me, like that I can do that or just being in that environment and then coming to college and then being around it and having all those, I feel like I would have advanced by the time I got done with college, I would have been, I would have been significantly better. Um, but you made I don't know how you do that or <laughs> yeah. be around that environment as a kid. I think that's another reason a lot of kids here are pretty successful at a young age. Um, mm. They're around it. Like younger the better, they, isn't they, it? They have that. Whether the you know it's their coaching or the teams that they're around and all the events that they go to. I mean, these kids are they're like ruthless here like they go to these monday qualifiers and i mean they 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 think that they can get in and they get in yeah. and they play in these big <laughs> events i mean it's uh it's it's definitely different i'm not sure if it's changed at home i obviously haven't been around it at home for a while but uh when i was growing up it definitely wasn't like that well i, f I don't know I, I suppose just look you look at the players coming out there's there's not there's a few isn't there but there could be more. I think there should be more like, you know, so there's obviously something missing. But. Yeah. And I would love to, I don't know if you've ever spoken to like, I felt like Reese Davis kept his cards pretty close to his chest, but yeah. I would love to pick his brains on <laughs> that. And I always, I did always find it interesting. I mentioned to you about facilities, etc. Yeah. I don't know if Reese would argue, but I think he played his best golf stateside. I mean, oh, he, was, yeah, he, he had an incredible career in the, in the States. He was pretty dominant. I don't know if it was like 10, 11 wins over here. And I was, you know, was one He moved while. home to play in Europe. And I don't know. For me, it was like, again, like play, playing consistent, like trying to work on your swing in the wind or the rain and just the inconsistency of, is it going to rain this afternoon? Is it going to rain this morning? Like, is it going to be 20 mile an hour wind this afternoon? Like, I, that's something I, I struggled to... Yeah, I struggled to to deal with. And as a junior, I guess you don't really think twice about it because you just love to play. Um, yeah. 
but it's significantly easier. Like, you know, if someone said to me, oh, you, you know, you played in the US for X amount of years and then you go and play at Southern Down, how did you adapt to the wind? Well, it's pretty easy when it's flat calm here and I know I hit an eight iron 160. I know that for a fact because it's flat calm and I'm hitting a Pro V1 golf ball. If I'm hitting into a 20 mile an hour wind, at least I know it goes 150 flat calm so I can kind of like calibrate yeah. what the wind's going to do. <laughs> Whereas if I'm hitting it in 20 mile an hour wind, hitting range balls that are, one's a pinnacle, one's a Pro V, you're like, I don't know what the hell it's going to do. You like, don't know anything. No, you don't. I have no idea of... So, you know, when I went and played that Welsh Am in 2018 at Sundown, it I didn't really, it was pretty easy to come back. I feel like, yeah, most people will probably disagree with this. I feel like it's much easier to come from the US to the UK or yeah, the US to the UK than right. the UK to the US for sure. Just because yeah, everything's a lot slower. And, yeah. Once you're out in America though, like you did the right thing, it's, you know, you got to stay on that train, haven't you? Like keep, keep plugging away at it and, Oh yeah. And I think once you've experienced, once you've experienced like college golf and mm. all the, the resources that you have, it's difficult to go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a tough, uh, you know, that, that would be a tough transition to, to go back to, you know, bad weather and dark, <laughs> dark at three o'clock in the afternoon, oh, I know. Uh, uh, et cetera. So, you know, the, it's different. It's I'd lo- like I said, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, Reese obviously did it and he came home and was successful, but was successful um, with it too. But um, it's something I felt like I just, I, I would struggle with. Yeah. And no, I think he'd be successful wherever he went to be honest, but um, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I agree that it was, I look back and I mean, he um, was right. And he, he, he could just play anywhere. But, um, I mean, obviously he, he went to yeah. that and he made the most of it, didn't he? You know, he really, really, really yeah, it was, it was, it, again, I feel like we were lucky to be around, uh, oh, definitely, yeah, massively. to be, to be around recent, uh, watch him play and how he played. Cause it was, it was pretty, I think we saw him probably at the peak too, right? Like those yeah, yeah, last three years of college and, um, yeah, I hope I hope there's a lot of kids who uh, who pick his brain because I was fortunate enough to, and uh, it definitely helped me a lot. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of guy he is though, isn't it? Like he'll he would give you advice if you ask for it. You know, he'd help you when they oh. tell you what you need to know, and tell yeah, it great. And it gave you a lot of help, didn't it? Yeah, I mean you got a guy who's, I mean he's literally done. I mean everything. I mean he was. I mean, arguably one of the best junior. I mean, he won British boys, right? So, oh, he did. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, arguably the best junior. Then he's the best player in college golf. Um, was he the best amateur in the world? Top five. Yeah. Top five at his peak. Mm. I mean, and then, I mean, he got to top 50 in the world, like as a pro. I know, that's pretty exceptional. You, you want to talk about, you know, that's some pretty impressive stuff. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot going on up there that probably we don't we don't know about or probably can't even. Oh, I know, no, I know. Cool, man. Yeah. So, like, what what are your plans now this year? I mean, obviously, your tra- travel's restricted. Uh, still, is it or what's is, that? Is travel still restricted in the states, or are you able to travel? No, out? it's it's everything's normal here. Oh, it's cool. um, it was for like a couple of months, and then you know everything's for the most part is back to normal. I, you know, I had a pretty pretty stacked schedule. I've got it here actually. I, looked in it earlier you know i was gonna um i played in orlando in december i played in uh, florida in february i was gonna play in charleston in march and then i was actually gonna come home 
I was going to play the Duncan putter. I was oh, going to wow. play the Trapshaw and I was going to play the Lytham. I was going to come home for three weeks oh, and cool. play those and then play a schedule over here. But I feel like I've got a pretty good schedule here. Yeah, I've got, what is it now? It's June. I've got one. <coughs> I've got one again this month. I've got two in July. Yeah. I've got two in August, two in September, two in October, and then one in November. So I've got a pretty pretty full schedule that I'm excited about. So, but in terms I mean, of like, what my plans are, um, I just love to compete. Like I just love to play. Um, and now with work, it's so much, it's so much nicer. I figured it out as I got older. I feel like I figured a lot out, but you know, playing these tournaments as a kid, you know, your parents are paying for them. You know, your parents <laughs> are paying for all this stuff and yeah. It's really nice to just be able to do it myself. And yeah, of course. It's, you know, not be dependent on other people and feel bad about it. So, um, yeah, I just plan on, on playing as much as possible. And I feel like, I feel like I'm probably playing as good as I've ever played. Um, again, just being around good players, yeah, definitely. um, getting to work at it, you know, being able, you know, obviously have my own money so I can invest in myself and, my game and go to these good tournaments. But the biggest thing over here was for me last year was huge. You know, I was going to all these Monday qualifiers to try and play it, just yeah. getting some of these events because it's all on ranking or invitation and, uh, you know, having a good year last year and the U S mid am was, was huge, you know, making the match play of that. That's arguably, that's yeah, arguably my best finish in a tournament. It sounds crazy. Like, no, no, I, I totally get it too. Like that's not yeah. a big deal. You know, considering I got to the match play of the British Ham, you know, top 20 of the links. The, like, again, nothing against those tournaments. Like, the US oh, Mid-Africa tournament is infinitely, yeah. infinitely better. Um, that has really opened doors. You know, once I got to the match play of that, I started getting invitations mm -hmm. into all the big events over here, um, which is how I have such a, a stacked right. schedule this year. So I just try and plan on playing in those. I'd love to come home and uh, play in some of the Welsh ones. Um, and kind of see what happens. You know, yeah. I don't know. I know the Golf Union of Wales are, are big on you playing in their events and, you know, having all the merit points and stuff. You know, I'm not sure how many events I can play in. I mean, to uh, be honest, if you do well in those, so you're going to play in like the Duncan Pato and, and all those, like, have you yeah. got your sights set on, you know, trying to, trying to break through and still in Great Britain, you know, get, get in the Walker Cup team or? Possibly. I feel like, obviously would love to play a Walker Cup. Yeah, of course. Um, well, why is that the reason why you could Nothing against, nothing against the GB&I side. It's obviously significantly easier to get in a GB&I side than a US side. But like, but like you wouldn't, you would, you'd, you'd have, I don't know how it works like, but like you'd have, wouldn't you have to play for Britain or would you, could you play for America? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you, I, oh for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you play probably wouldn't for, get in the uh, American team, would you anyway? So. No, no, because I'm not a US citizen and even if yeah, I was, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. like, I'm not turning into the dark side there. I would, but no, you never. could definitely, you could definitely give it a go, can you? Like if you're, if yeah, you're I feel like British amateur, more than ever, I have the resources, the tournaments, sure. etc., to do it. Um, I think the first good stepping stone would be, you know, playing for Wales again. Which, again, not to be cocky, I feel like mm. I could probably walk into yeah. that situation now. It's just, yeah, you know, how they select a team is. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd say is, you know, speaking a lot with Ben Westgate, I mean. And, and we're all in the same boat we like we're all getting older and yeah, yeah i mean obviously their focus is i kind of like and i can see why it's it is on younger players isn't it they want to get more sure. 
but yeah, no, there's no, I don't see any reason why you're the standard. Yeah. There, I, I just feel like it would be, it would be playing more events at mm. home and it's just how much, how much I can come home um, and play. Cause, and that's the other thing, you know, I, I've spoken to a few people. I just don't think, you know, if I was a national team, like I would want my players to be playing kind of events over here because they're so yeah. strong yeah. and you're playing so much depth. Yeah. And it's like, you know, do I want to come home? And again, nothing against some of the tournaments at home. Do I want to come home and play the Duncan Par just to get order of merit points, you know, to make the team? Like, is that really the best angle? Um, is that the best thing for your players? You know, you want them playing in the bigger, better events. But I do understand that they want to see them, see how they're playing, attitude. I, I think there's a qualitative. Um, oh, but then you've already, the thing is, you've already, you've already played for Wales a lot, haven't you? So there's no reason, like, yeah. they know they're not like, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I mean, I'm just, my, uh, I'm trying to go back to my original point uh, earlier in this conversation was I'm just trying to play good golf and I yeah. feel like yeah. all that will take care of itself. Um, but team selection stuff is, it's always a weird one, isn't it? Like, oh. you know, for me, it's, you, you know, we've talked about, you know, Reese today. Like if Reese got his amateur status back, he has oh. no world ranking. Are you, <laughs> what are you saying? You're not going to pick him? Like he's a shoe in like, you know, you can't not leave him, but I understand you've probably got a kid who's, you know, worked really hard and finished mm. eighth on the played every event, and like, played well, North Wales and everything like that, yeah. So it's just, I don't know, picking teams is a weird one. Um, obviously, I would love to play for Wales again. I, I enjoy the home internationals that I play. Nice um, here, man. Yeah, the team stuff, I would love to, I would love to do that again. That would be, um, and obviously happy to come home and, playing that stuff but at home like like it is here you know the bigger events like i do think it's weird like the bigger events at home whether it's like the lytham or the links you know you can't try and qualify for them you know it's it's bizarre that you don't give someone that opportunity it's all either world ranking or handicap which whose handicap is accurate that's another you know so you would you get into that on world ranking then if you know, playing in the US. I wouldn't get in on world rank. I haven't, ha I haven't played enough events to, you know, to get my world ranking back. You know, I went from, you know, when I started playing, I mean, I've given it one, you could call it one season, but it was like six events. You know, I went from 12,000 to 2000, which is a 10,000 jump, um, which is good, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's not going to get me in the British Am. It's not going to get me in the Brabazon. It's not going to get me in the links. Um, do I feel like I'm, I would be competitive in those events? Uh, yeah. hundred percent. I feel like I would. But. I mean, if you're playing better, so you're saying you're playing better than you were before and, and before, you know, yeah. you were in the mix. So. Yeah. That's the, that's right. kind of like the really frustrating part. Uh, <laughs> it's really the frustrating part about it is like, I feel like I'm playing better than I've ever played. Um, I irony of life, isn't it? <laughs> and it's like, I can't get into the events that before I was getting into yeah. You were, you were, it's it's just it's something you just got to work you just got to work your way I guess you got to work your way back up but it's it's a hell of a lot tougher to work your way back up over here than it is at home you know like there, there's no events here like you think of the Tucker the Cluid the Duncan Putter the Trubshaw there's four there that you get in without even thinking twice right you just yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in with a handicap and you get world ranking points you actually get order of merit points it's it's mm -hmm. a Kind of unique situation here 
you know, the event I'm playing in in early July, it's uh, the Magnolia in, in Mississippi. You know, I, I was not exempt to play in it last year. So I go to the qualifier. Oh, it's wow. 60 guys for three spots. Mm. I win the qualifier again in the tournament. I finished third in the tournament. I'm exempt for this year. So mm. um, it's like, it's a process here, but I could easily have not made the qualifier there and not played in the tournament and again, not be exempt this year. So mm. I think long-term it's better to go through it, the process here of just being way more cutthroat. You know, it makes you a, I think it makes you a better player. You know? How old are you now? You're like 35 or something. Not quite Jack. Not quite. I appreciate that. Right 32. 32. 32. Yeah. Not quite. I'm 33 at uh, the end of this year. Got- so I, I feel like I've, uh, I still got some years left. Mate, you've got, you're in your prime. Like you've got. I don't know. Prime's probably not the right word. Dude, you, um, are, you are, man. But uh, yeah, 32. So I feel like I got another. Uh, got a good time. I got another, you know, five, six, seven years. You know, depending. I think things change when you have a family. You know, you get married, have kids. Obviously, your commitments change. I'm not going to go play eight events nah. across the country um so yeah i get yeah if you think in life life term yeah you've probably got five years to really go at it now hard and see what happens yeah yeah uh, i do plenty of time to do other stuff it's gonna take you know i think it's 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 funny because you know being able to play in home internationals it's you get the right people watching what you're doing you know i could be over here you know, winning the USAM, winning the US Mid-Am, and no one's really... No one's going to know. World ranking's great, but like, <laughs> am I going to get picked? I don't have any order of merit points. I mean, you're going to give me a while? Probably not. Um, so it's just going to take coming back home and just playing in some stuff. And it's just weird this year, obviously. Yeah. I can't really come yeah. home because it's nothing to do. <laughs> it's, I suppose, um, yeah, the, I mean, you've got to turn it to your advantage, haven't you? And just, you've got to um, play a lot of American, haven't you? As much as possible. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. And, Again, like I said, I think playing here is going to make it makes you a better player. Oh, Undoubtedly, it makes you uh, a better player. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll play. I'm going to play as much as I can over here, and then I guess I'll try next year come back, try and come back for some more stuff. Um, nice. Try and be exempt, exempt for some stuff at least if I if I can do that. Uh, no, I'm excited. So, It'll be interesting to see how it goes, and I'll, I'll keep. Yeah, no, I guess is there. A washed up has been. I, I'll, I'll see be rooting for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can. I can see what I can manage. But um, no, it's been a it's been a crazy six seven years. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, still going, still going strong. No man, I think you should be. You should be really proud of what you've done. Like you know, you've you've done as yeah. much as you can. Really, it's. Uh, I think it's a combination of luck and hard work. Hard work, uh, definitely. Yeah. At the same time, but no, very, uh, very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. All right, mate. Well, let, let, keep keep me in the loop with the with the scores and that. I'll, uh, I'll keep you. I want to keep you there. And if you ever get, <laughs> do you ever get over here? Do you ever get to the US at all? Uh, no, I mean, we. I was in Hawaii a couple of years ago for a holiday with the family. Um, but yeah, my, my the job I'm at now. I mean, we actually sell. They sell um, butter over in America, like in you uh-huh. know all the states of America. So. Uh, yeah, not not at the moment. It's, and I mean, actually, I can't leave the country at the moment. But um, oh, they won't let you leave. No, yeah, well, you can't leave really. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, I want it because obviously the golf sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, you need to. You need if yeah. you come over, you need to let me know, and I'll get 
we'll get Mike and we'll figure something out. We'll come see you wherever you are. And yeah, I don't know, man. I think the standards, I'm not quite up to that kind of level. I'm way off that level. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. It's, there's just so many good players. Just, but yeah, never so many that. good players. See if you can get in a, see if you can get in a US mid out. That'll be, uh, I know that would be epic, man. I'm, yeah. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, look, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Like, are you, are you off to play golf now or are you? No, I just finished up. I'm probably, uh, I'm probably headed home. Go, go get some dinner. I played, I played a bit of golf this morning. Oh, cool. Um, try to beat the heat. It's, I mean, it's over a hundred degrees here today. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah. It, it gets, the afternoons here get pretty toasty, uh, toasty in the summer. Yeah. So I try and do what I can in the mornings. I mean, it's light pretty early. So, um, I try and play in the morning and I had okay. some work to do this afternoon. So I'll probably, uh, take it easy, take it easy yeah. for the rest of the day. All right, mate. Well, I'll, I'll keep in touch and uh, thanks for talking Please to me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good to catch up. You, you don't yeah, look a day, I'm talking about age, you don't look a day older. You look like the, the, the same Jack. The same uh, guy, yeah. The same, the same guy. No, I'm going to stick at it, man. But yeah, no, keep up the, keep up the good work, buddy. That's I will, buddy. I appreciate it. It was good to catch up. All right, mate. Take care. See you later. You take care, buddy.